Hello and welcome to the Frontier Strategy Group podcast series. FSG is the leading information services provider for emerging markets executives. We partner with business leaders at more than 200 multinationals by providing them with research, analytical tools, and data to help power their emerging markets business strategies. On today's agenda, we will discuss the upcoming referendum in the UK on whether to remain in the EU, also known as Brexit. My name is Matthew Spivak, and I'm a director on the EMEA research team. I will be moderating today's podcast. Joining me for today's conversation is Mark McNamee, our Europe analyst. Mark, welcome, and thanks for joining me for this discussion. Hi, Matt. Thanks to you. A pleasure to speak with you today about such a timely and important topic. Absolutely. So, so Mark, Brexit is certainly the talk of the town in London right now. Uh, obviously, it's also making international headlines clearly generating a lot of anxiety, not only in Europe, but really globally. To to start off our conversation, can you just clarify for us what will be decided in the upcoming referendum? Uh, You're right. In London, this is, uh, of course, a big deal, but for our uh, more international clients not based necessarily in Europe, um, just to clarify, the UK citizens are going to the polls here on June 23rd. Um, uh, Effectively, they're deciding if they want their country to remain in the European the UK already enjoys a decent amount of uh, sort of autonomy and independence uh, relative to other EU members. Uh, the, the UK maintains its own security and borders, has its own currency, the pound is not on the euro, um, and, and many of their own government regulations. So Brexit, this, this referendum is really reflective sort of, of this general anti-EU sentiment in the UK, uh, much like we're seeing in uh, a lot of Europe uh, at this time. Got it. And, you know, lately, this has really come through in the polling. We've seen uh, quite a divided electorate. Uh, how likely is it that the, e- that the EU is going to uh, reach a point where the UK actually leaves it through the referendum? Sure. So, so it's a little bit difficult to say at the moment. Uh, and, and you're right to cite these recent polls, because if we had this conversation about three months ago or six months ago, we'd be having uh, really a different, a different conversation. Brexit at the time, say in January, February, March, betting markets only gave it about a 15, 20% chance of occurring. More recently, particularly in the last couple of weeks here, end of May, uh, first few weeks here of uh, June, uh, betting markets have actually pushed this up now to closer to 40%. And this is based upon some recent polls uh, that have shown the exit camp actually in the lead. Uh, some of the undecided voters, which we're talking about 10, 15% of, of the uh, expected voters in the referendum, um, some of them starting to show leaning towards uh, voting to leave the EU. So um, this has increased the chances of Brexit. However, still our base case is that um, there's really only about a 30 to 40% chance of Brexit occurring, so we still find this to be uh, relatively unlikely. The reasons for this primarily is because polls have proven themselves in the UK especially to be a fairly poor indicator. We've seen this uh, the last couple of times, in particular the Scottish referendum a couple of years ago and with the uh, UK parliamentary polls last year. In both cases, sort of the, the opposition movement, whether it be the Scots wanting to leave the UK or um, the Labour Party trying to come to power, showed a lot of political activism, a lot of momentum, right in those weeks coming up to, to the vote. And in both cases, um, the more conservative option, the more status quo option, ended up winning out really quite clearly and, and sort of blowing away the polls. So 
our expectation is that something similar will occur this time. So the so the baseline scenario for FSG is that there will not be Brexit. However, what really gets my attention in what you just said is that the downside scenario of a Brexit occurring is 30 to 40%. From a scenario planning perspective, that's huge when you can think about what their, the ramifications could be. So let's say that some of the more recent polls turn out to be right. Uh, UK votes uh, to leave the EU. What does the next day look like? Right, and, and that's something our clients really have to start thinking about uh, more seriously. And that's why we're doing the podcast at the end of the day here. Um, for one thing, we've uh, completed a pretty comprehensive report where we sort of enumerate those steps that uh, MNC should be taking uh, for that next day, should that materialize. And we can talk about that a little bit later in the podcast, but that report goes into the you know, various sectors, how they're, they're, they'll be impacted, how MNCs should adjust their planning for this, etc. But to describe concretely what happens the next day is very difficult, and that's centrally the problem. Since this whole Brexit issue is inviting so much uncertainty into the market. Um, and of course, for investors and for financial markets, the biggest enemy of investment is uncertainty. So about the only thing we can say with uh, pretty high certainty is that the pound will depreciate quite significantly. By how much is another question. Most analysts believe that the pound would fall well below 1.3 to the dollar, and that's coming from about an average of 1.45, 1.5 to the dollar. So pretty, pretty sharp depreciation. More apocalyptic scenarios say that the pound would reach almost parity with the dollar. It's unclear, but what we can say clearly is that there will be pretty sharp depreciation quite quickly. Likewise, when you look at the euro, the euro would depreciate not as much as the pound against the dollar, but there will, there will be pretty sharp depreciation uh, as a result of Brexit. Again, that's more short-term, though, for sort of the day after. Longer-term, you can count on assuredly less investment. Investors will most definitely be spooked. Regulation changes will be uncertain, unknown how their operations would be affected in the market. Um, London's, of course, their position as a financial center. How would that be impacted? How would banks and the, the financial sector react to, to a Brexit? Trade deals, how does, the, how does the UK create new trade deals with the EU, with the US, with other trading partners? Um, all of this invites so much uncertainty uh, into, into the market. So over the long term, we think that it's generally speaking negative. There's the possibility exports could improve because of pound appreciation. However, we're not particularly optimistic on that. Um, so short-term, long-term, generally speaking, negative consequences. Got it. And, you know, investors know that sometimes it pays to be contrarian. In all crises, we know that there can also be opportunities. Can you talk about what types of opportunities might be available if the UK does end up leaving the EU? Sure. Um, so there, there are a couple uh, sectors that, that would like the game, and we talk about this in our report as well. Um, in particular, the hospitality sector, tourism sector. Obviously, London is a prime global tourist destination. This makes it increasingly attractive when it becomes far cheaper to, uh, to spend a week-long holiday, for example, in, in the UK. So there are some specific sectors. Some export sectors could potentially, in high tech, for example, could potentially see some gains. So some sector opportunities there, but, but it does not at least appear to be the improvement of the economy as a motivating factor for voters, at least. Um, and I know that you also mentioned, uh, obviously, that anti-EU sentiment is part of the story that's, that's driving uh, what we're seeing right now with the potential for Brexit. What else is driving the, the overall movement here? Right. And, and it's good. So it's not just the anti-EU sentiment, but 
Um, it's really a, almost a pro-British sentiment. Some of these underlying factors are really seen deep in classic British political culture, and, and specifically English uh, political culture. Um, the Brits have always had quite a strong pride in their independence from continental Europe. They're different institutions, they're different governance style. Brits have historically, of course, been very resistant to authority, resistant to uh, the Pope and Catholicism back in, in the Renaissance period. And in some ways, they look at the EU as this overarching new institution that's um, a little bit too pushy on uh, the British institutions. So that's some of the more specific issues related to British political culture. But there's also part of more of a global trend, or at least a, a Western world trend that we're seeing. So we're seeing return to nationalism, right-wing politics, uh, relatively extreme conservative movements. You can look at a country like Poland. Poland's been growing fantastically for years now, consistently. And they suddenly voted in a pretty far-right party, brought them into power. Germany, they're seeing growth in the extreme right party in that country, partially in response to the migrant crisis. France with the National Front. And even there's some comparisons to be made with the Trump phenomenon in the United States. Basically what it shows is that despite a lot of growth, economic growth at the national level and a lot of progress, there are still major segments of the population, whether it be in Poland or in Germany or in France or in the UK or in the US even, that haven't sort of taken part and enjoyed this progress um, over the last several decades. And so instead, they have some of these feelings of alienation, um, loss of community, being sort of left behind. And so they're sort of lashing out. It's somewhat irrational, you could say, but they've become more or less anti-establishment, or in the case of Brexit, anti-EU as a result. So the point here is that Brexit is important. It's something that our clients should be watching um, at the end of June here. But this isn't the end of the story. Just like the Trump phenomenon in the U.S. isn't the end of the story, even if he does not become president this year. Brexit or the Trump phenomenon, they're really tapping into sort of deeper underlying sociological uh, trends within these countries. So, so clients will have to deal with some of these uh, political issues going forward. And, and it wouldn't be surprising, for example, if we saw another Brexit referendum in a couple of years, should this one fail in 2016. Mark, final question. Given the uncertainty leading up to, to this vote, um, and then maybe if there is a vote for, for Brexit, or as you just said, um, the possibility of another uh, referendum on this if it does fail, what should companies do right now? Definitely they have to work really closely with their local partners to understand how their customers will, in fact, be impacted. And this will become relatively clear quite quickly after the referendum. They really have to sit down and assess their, their exposure to, to Brexit in terms of operating costs and, and talent, what happens to a lot of the laborers uh, who are not necessarily UK citizens, but EU citizens, their supply chains, their customer bases, etc., so that they can identify those specific areas where they can take preventative action and or develop a contingency plan, for example, in case Brexit does materialize. On the other end, should Brexit not occur, which is our base case scenario, they can likely expect a nice pickup in economic activity starting the second half of this year. There's been a lot of investment delayed in the first half of this year. A lot of hiring has been delayed. And so we should see a nice, strong, gradual recovery in the second half of this year going to 2017. Thank you, Mark, for an interesting discussion right now on a very timely topic. As a reminder to our clients, you can speak with Mark or any of the FSG analysts by simply reaching out to your account manager directly. You can also access our report on Brexit and its implications on our portal at portal 
www.frontierstrategygroup.com. This concludes our podcast. Until next time, we wish you great outperformance in your emerging markets. Thank you.